Welcome everyone. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool. On this special episode, we bring back the one and only Anthony Deal. You know, uh, Corey, ever since he was on our last show, uh, you know, I have been following Anthony for a long time on Twitter. Uh, if you guys don't follow him, it's at Anthony Deal 3, and that's D I E H L 3. Um, and he gives these little pro tips. So I'm just going to kind of read one. You have no business worrying about supplements, expensive lifting gear, biohacks, or those things that make a 1% difference until you nail the 99%. And, and he is so right, and everything Anthony speaks is so incredible. So uh, let's get to it. If you are like we were, stuck and searching, there is so much out there. We were searching and searching. So we decided to follow our passion of helping people achieve their goals, helping others that are feeling stuck. On this podcast, we plan to cut through all that noise, give you actionable steps from highly successful people so that you can have better foresight through others' hindsight. This is Hindsight Hacking. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we are welcoming back Mr. Anthony Deal. He joined us on a previous episode, so if you haven't seen it, please go back and check that out now. Otherwise, uh, let's get to it. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us again. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me back. Anthony, I'm excited to have you back. And just, you know, I know we talked briefly about, you know, your strongman journey and just your journey in general, but I know your passion really lies with just the nutrition piece of it and how many people are, are missing. I know we've talked multiple times offline and it shocked me just how I was doing things wrong. And uh, if you could share with our listeners just about your passion and kind of that piece of you and that side of you, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it really started, I, you know, I've loved the strength side of it, right? Like the performance side. The nutrition side, I didn't really get a passion for that until about four years ago. My son was diagnosed with autism. And as we began researching autism, you know, one of the things that we learned is that uh, one of the worst things for a child with autism or delays is to increase inflammation. Uh, inflammation constricts blood vessels and uh, it limits the ability of the brain to send and receive signals. So one of the things that has worked for a lot of folks with autism, um, not to cure it, and, and I will stop and say that, you know, autism, I don't even think needs a cure. Um, People with autism are beautiful individuals, uniquely crafted by God. But that said, we still want to understand um, these individuals. And my son, you know, it's, it's, it's a blessing when you hear your kid call you daddy for the first time. And you can typically expect that around two years old, maybe even one years old. And, and for us, you know, it took me until he was four years old to hear that. And uh, that's just due to his delays. And so we started researching what we could do to help him. We realized inflammation is the enemy. What can we do to drive down inflammation? And so we started looking at, okay, well, what causes it? Gluten can cause inflammation. Dairy can cause inflammation. You know, I'm a, I'm a redneck conservative dude raised in the hills of Lancaster, Kentucky, of Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and now I live in Kentucky. And, you know, I'm used to meat and potatoes. I never thought I'd be the gluten-free, dairy-free guy, right. but we tried it. And my son's speech therapy took off. And he's done so well um, that we began 
trying it for ourselves. And, you know, I have no issues eating gluten. I can tear up a pizza. Um, Ron has seen me eat. Oh, you've, you've seen me eat some ridiculous amounts of food, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I have no intolerances. But one thing I noticed is when I eliminated these things from my diet, you know, growing up, I always had a little bit of psoriasis and my skin cleared up and my sleep got better. And so that just kind of was like the, the, the tip of the iceberg a little bit, you know, just of like, oh, this is neat. You know, nutrition actually impacts my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, because to this point, I was young and healthy and I didn't have any issues that I needed to address with diet, or so I thought. Um, and so I just began reading more and more and more about how our, what we eat affects us. And it's just, it fascinated me. And then I got into, okay, so if how we eat affects us at all these, you know, critical levels at the cellular level, I wonder if the food that I eat will impact my performance. Because before, as a strong man and, and strength sports, a lot of guys just adopt the whole eat everything in sight, get as big and strong as you possibly can. And to a degree, that'll help you, but your body also needs fuel to run efficiently. And so when I started drastically increasing my, you know, my vegetable intake, I noticed, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm stronger. I perform better. I feel better. My gut health is good. Like, I'm just, I'm better all the way around when I cut out the crap and focus on eating more whole foods, the way I describe whole foods to people is just not processed, right? Like stuff that you can grow, catch or kill, right? If it comes in a package with stuff you can't pronounce, probably not great. And that's not true of everything, uh, but a lot of things. Processed food is really just kind of what we want to avoid as a general rule. And so um, in every position of life that I've been in, I've always been a teacher. And I've always been kind of a coach or a mentor somehow. And I just realized, hey, I've got a passion for this. And I'm coaching people in the corporate world. I'm teaching people in the corporate world. Why not do this on my own about something that I actually love doing? And so I started writing programs for friends for free like three years ago. And uh, then I started charging a little bit. And I was getting results. And I realized, like, I can do this as a career. I can learn. I can study and get certified. So I've began to get certified through the NSCA for my you know, personal trainer certification. And then I was certified through precision nutrition for um, nutrition. And I'm continuing to do continuing education and things like that, just to constantly make myself better along with my own independent reading. But I started my business because I realized I love this. I'm passionate about it. And I know I can teach people and I know that people need to learn because the reality is I shared statistics today, over 40% of Americans are obese and 70% are overweight, and obesity is the number one cause that leads to things like diabetes and heart disease and cancer, and all of these things are preventable diseases by lifestyle. So um, if I can help people to extend their life, I mean, that's, that's a huge thing, right? So um, I love the strength sports. I love helping people podium and win at nationals and pull a 700-pound deadlift, but I also like helping people just optimize their lives. And I've worked with business executives that are flying constantly. And they pretty much have only have access to hotel food um, or airport food. And uh, they're, they're getting great results. And soccer moms who just want to lose some inches off their stomach after having, you know, three or four kids and firefighters and police officers who want to be more effective in their job. And then all the way from beginning intermediate to pro level athletes. So I really love doing it all. Um, and I would say, while I love doing the programming and getting people stronger in the gym, uh, the nutrition right now has my heart 
that has most of my attention. Eating right is hard. It, it, is, it is harder to eat right in, in today's world with everything is now, now, now. Everything is fast, quick, processed, right? Packaged, yep. all that stuff. Like what's the advice you give to everyone to try to make it easier for them? Yeah, well, the number one thing is you have to prepare, right? Like you've heard that old saying, if you, you know, uh, if you fail to plan and you're planning to fail, right? Like you, it, it doesn't have to be complex, but there's nothing you're ever going to do to escape the need for discipline and intentionality. So um, you, you have to sit down and look at your life and go, you know, how can I prepare and how can I plan to succeed this week and some of this this is easier for some people than others you know right now now that i'm doing this full time and i work from home this is the easiest it's ever been for me because i can just go up to my kitchen and make something healthy um but one of the things that i will encourage people to do is to plan sit down look at their week and plan it out and buy foods that you have to cook the most annoying thing in my house right now is that if you go up and open my fridge, the only thing we have packaged is like yogurt. So if I want to make something, if I want to eat something, I have to cook it. I have we have very little processed food in the house. If you don't have it in the house, you don't really have an option. You're just gonna you're gonna have to cook something healthy. So I would tell people, hey, there's like fourteen dollars you can get like a pack of twenty of these little meal prep containers off of Amazon, and just on a Sunday or a Saturday, you and your significant other just spend some time in the kitchen and cook up a bunch of chicken, a bunch of steak, a bunch of pork, cook up a bunch of rice or baked potatoes or sweet potatoes, whatever you like for your carbs, and then a crap ton of veggies that you like and enjoy it. And then also plan, you know, plan to enjoy life too. And that's the beautiful thing is like, if you're consistent, like 80 to 90% of the time, you can plan for going out and getting wings and beers with the guys and watching football. Like it's that time of year. I'm going to be doing it this weekend. You know, you don't not drink beer and eat wings during football. That's like sacrilegious, but I'm also going to be super planful throughout the week. And, you know, my food is going to be healthy. And, um, you know, the, there's a term clean that there's no such thing. Here's the deal. I don't believe in there's any such thing as a bad food, just bad context and bad quantities. So like, if you like ice cream, you can work ice cream into your week a couple times a week. The problem is we work ice cream into our diets every day and our lunches are McDonald's and our breakfasts are this and we go to Chipotle here and, th and then that's when it stacks up and that's when the problems uh, you know, really combine. And then we just have a generation of you know, overweight folks. But I definitely, like when my clients come to me, I don't restrict any foods. We just figure out how to make it work um, but again, you can't avoid discipline at all, but I would say planning makes the biggest difference in the world. Oh, that's incredible. I mean, what's, what's crazy is you were like rattling off my lunches. So I need you to stay out of my lunchbox. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we all know it's just because the Eagles are in the playoffs. They're eating lunch. Oh, absolutely. So, so it's okay. Yeah, barely, but, barely king of, yeah. <laughs> but you know, if people are following you online, they're seeing you train these amazing athletes that are very much like you you know but i also know of a couple other people that you've helped you know we got a manager of a starbucks that you helped out that went from barely able to walk because his back hurt who i'm watching him do all these crazy lifts and he you know yep. I, i've spoken to him and, and it's changed his life um nurses you've helped 
I mean, your wife, perfect yep. example. Uh, you know, I told you last time we talked, she looks amazing, you know, yeah, because she's, it. she's at the gym right now. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, so it's, it's for the, it's the average people that want to make a difference for themselves and actually get healthier that that's almost your niche as well. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And you know, like you said, eat, eating, um, eating well is pretty simple, but it's not easy because it does take a commitment. Um, again, I got people losing weight, eating airport food. And you know, when you're in those situations, let's talk about what happens. Cause this is real life mm -hmm. uh, for me too. What happens when you don't meal prep enough or you walk out the door without your stuff, you know, what do you do? You say, Oh hell, well, get, I guess today's screwed. No, you can absolutely still hit your goals. You should be thoughtful. So maybe you do hit up the Chipotle and you get a scoop of rice and ask for maybe for a little less and you prioritize the protein. The go-to is this, prioritize protein, eat fewer carbs, and eat as many green vegetables as you possibly can. That's why I tell you know, my clients, I've got some clients who are, again, they work on-call jobs. So on-call can really screw up a lot of things. So if they run out the door and they don't have their stuff with them, I always say, hey, you know the rules, prioritize protein, uh, keep your water intake high, and you know, eat as many vegetables as you possibly can and just limit your carbs. And you know, that, that's, that right there will do wonders for most people. Um, you know, I'm, not a, I'm not against people counting macros. Some people love to do that, use MyFitnessPal and create numerical targets. Uh, most people shouldn't be counting macros in my opinion, that's not sustainable. I mean, could you, could you imagine counting up a, a numeric total for every meal you eat for the rest of your life? That just doesn't remotely sound sustainable or fun. Um, you know, I'm fine with that for athletes in a certain limited time period, you know, and then there's very few cases where maybe that it's just their personality. They're super type A or super controlling and they find almost a security in having a super clear numerical target to hit. Uh, and they don't like the ambiguity. So in a few cases, you know, sure, I'll do a macro type plan for people, but typically I like to say, Hey, based on your height and body weight, you need to eat this many meals a day. And here's what it needs to look like on your plate. You need a protein source about the size of the palm of your hand. You need a fist size serving of carbohydrates and then as many vegetables as you want. And then roughly a thumb size or a tablespoon size serving of fat. And then you need to have this many meals or this, you know, whatever the case might be. And if they're an athlete, maybe they eat five to six meals on a training day and on an off day, they eat three or four, right? And it's all dependent on their body, their metabolism, their height, their weight, their current health issues, things like that. And we can tweak things all day long. Uh, but that's kind of the way I approach it with most clients is I like, a, I like a portion control approach with a focus on food quality. All right. I am brand new. And it's that time of year, right? New Year's resolutions yes. and goal setting, right? So what's, what goes first? Um, we never start by removing anything negative. I don't want to start and lead off of negativity. I always start by saying, what do we need to add in that's positive? So for a new nutrition client, I don't care about any of the junk food they're eating. Like I want to know it. So I have an idea of where we need to eventually get to. But a lot of times when I see a, a person's diet, like I'll have them do a food vlog for three or four days and I tell them, Hey, don't try to impress me. I need to, I need to see a real picture of your life when I see their food log, you know, I'm going to see a lot of processed food and McDonald's run here and there, you know, some, a tub of Ben and Jerry's, um, 
whatever, that doesn't actually concern me. What usually concerns me is they go, wow, there's like no water. They're not drinking water. They're like super dehydrated. There's almost no vegetables in here and their protein is terrible. And so what we'll do is I'll give them an option because people love to have options and choices to feel a little bit of control. So I'll say something like, all right, for this week, we're going to do one healthy habit that you need to commit to. And that's all I'm asking for you to do. You can either start your day with a 25 gram of protein shake, or you can commit to one salad a day. Um, or you can commit to taking two 20 minute walks each day. And I give them an option. Like now all of these things are eventually going to get layered in, but I give them an option of which thing they want to tackle first. And then once they've gone seven to 10 days of not missing that thing, I'll layer the next positive habit and the next positive habit. And I don't start taking away junk food or saying, hey, we need to limit your ice cream consumption or your pizza consumption. I don't start doing any of that until the other really good habits are established. So we look at things like once protein intake is high enough, once they're getting enough vegetables, once they're hydrated, and then once I talk to them about things like sleep and they've got consistent bowel movements and their gut is healthy, then we can say, all right, now it's time to pull back some of the junk. But the first thing I do with anybody new is establish healthy habits first before we take anything negative away. I love that. I love the smaller goals and the, the, the building of the habits. So people getting used to the lifestyle change because it's not right. just a, a diet or a, uh, you know, going to the gym. It's, it's, a, it's a lifestyle change. I mean, when, when you and I talked the other day, you had special glasses that blocked your, your, you don't even wear, you don't need them, but you wear them to right. protect your face from the screens, right? Yes. Um, and it's so funny that you say that because we started this call and I was thinking to myself, where's my glasses? <laughs> I, I, I was going to ask you, right? Because you're, you're yeah. in front of a screen, right? But yeah, we just got back from traveling. So there's somewhere in one of my bags. I hear you. But no, yours, yours is truly a lifestyle. And, and what's exciting is you brought your family along for that journey. Yeah, I will say this too. I'll say a word about that because um, my wife has always been, you know, a healthy person. She's always cooked good quality home cooked meals, but it wasn't until like the last year or so that she got started into lifting and then she started making, you know, bodily goals for herself. And I will say that like now that she has started doing that, it makes life so much easier. So, you know, if you, I'll say that if you are, married or you know you have a significant other in your life if you guys can do it together it makes it so much easier because now you know i was just talking with her today and we meal prep as a family and it becomes um it's not burdensome you know there were a lot of times where i felt that my desire to lead this super healthy lifestyle was sometimes burdensome on the family mm -hmm. because she wants to cook lasagna three nights a week and i'm trying to be limiting my carbs right mm -hmm. and so um that's one thing I would, I would also caution, you know, let's say you're a new year's resolution and you want to lose 35, 40, 50 pounds and your wife's healthy or, or your husband's not on board with you. Um, prioritize your relationship. You, you can work around that, but I never want health and fitness also to come in between people. Um, just lead a good example. What I used to do is I would just ask my wife to do me one favor. Can you just plan out or give me an idea of what you want to do for meals this week? And she'd be like, Oh yeah, sure. And if she made lasagna three nights in a row, guess what I was doing? I was going to train really hard those three days and use all those <laughs> carbs because I wasn't going to not eat dinner with my family. Right, right. So, so you can work around that sort of stuff. I'm going to 
talk about something that I'm personally struggling with, you know, sure. and this, this is something that I actually just told Corey. And I, I think I've, I've not told pretty much anyone until I told Corey and then I'll tell you, um, I have an issue and it's in my head with working out. Cause I feel like I'm taking away from spending time with my family and kids and I can't get past that. Right. Because I also then, then I go, okay, well, if I don't work out, I'm going to probably not live as long, which then that will probably take time away from them in a very negative way. I just can't yep. get over that. Yeah. So, um, you know, people ask me that all the time. It takes a lot of work to become a pro strongman. Like how, how did you do that? And I worked a job at Starbucks, right? You know, you know, the hours there. Yeah. Um, and then at Amazon. So one of, one of the things that I would do, I train every single day at 5am. My alarm goes off at four. My coffee is ready for me. Mm -hmm. I'm a zombie, but I'm drinking it down. Right. And I get to the gym by five and then I would be off to work so that whenever I got off work, I came home and it was family time. And that is either, so you have a couple options. Maybe you're like, I freaking hate the mornings. I, I would say, again, you'll never be able to avoid the whole, like at some point, if it's important to you, you have to carve the time out, but you could do late night workouts or you could do super early morning uh, and just get it done. I preferred the early morning because it kind of set the tone for my day. I always walked out, of, you know, here's the thing. Um, I've been traveling for two weeks and kind of working out whenever I could get it in, sleeping in. It was great. Got home last night. My alarm went off at four this morning. I'm telling myself every reason why I don't want to, uh, you know, why I don't want to go in. And it sucks. It sucks getting up at four. But I never leave the gym going, man, I really regret that. You know, you, you always leave feeling great. You feel good about yourself. You showered clean. You just got a really hard workout. Now you feel energized, ready to attack the day. So that, that works for me. doesn't work for everybody, but, um, you know, that's, that's, that's one thing that I do is um, I just, I get into a routine. So you just have to figure out what works for your family and then just build a routine. That's awesome. So Anthony, it's, what, what are your big uh, goals that you're looking for, for this upcoming year? Oh man. Um, well, the Arnold's a big one and that's just around the corner, right? So that's, I got pushed up into the heavyweight class. And I'm going to be the smallest guy by a lot. So I just want to go in and, um, you know, make a statement that I can hang with those dudes. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Like, the, you know, I, I can't wait. Um, because whenever I compete with people better than me, uh, it always makes me raise the bar, you know. So if nothing else, I'll be better just for having competed against those guys. So I'm super looking forward to that. But then I've got a move coming up. We're moving to Pennsylvania here. So, um, you know, that's the beautiful thing about, my line of work i can work wherever the internet is so it's going to be exciting being next to, to family um, i'm not going to compete as much this year so i'm going to do the arnold and then i'm probably going to do america's strongest man in the fall maybe one other competition but i'm going to be focusing on growing the business um you know kind of what we talked about i've got a passion for strength sports for sure and that's obvious on my social media um but what's not obvious on my social media is that i love working with the average Joes and the people who just want to be healthier, the business executives and soccer moms and little old ladies who just want to be able to, you know, not throw their back out when they're loading stuff into their grocery cart and just want to live independent lives. I love that stuff. So kind of figuring out how to rebrand that a little bit. I'm going to be working on two different eBooks for strength training, uh, at least two that I want to launch this year. So definitely have a lot of things in the works, uh, potentially a podcast. We'll see. 
Um, but those are the kind of the big rocks. That is killer. Well, Anthony, I know you have another event coming up here shortly. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. February 22nd, a friend of mine, his name is Terry Rady. He's actually um, a super accomplished 105K pro strongman. He's, uh, he's won multiple contests um, back to back. I don't, he's he's uh, pressed a 400 pound log, deadlifts close to 800 pounds. He's a savage athlete, absolute savage. Uh, good friend, former coach of mine. Uh, we're teaming up to deliver a strongman seminar in Bardstown, Kentucky. It's at um, Darkside Athletics, and it'll be an all-day event. So it'll run from, you know, we, the time frame is to be determined yet, but 9 or 10 a.m. to 4 or 5, and we'll have food there, but it'll be hands-on coaching. We have a big event in Kentucky called Beast of the Bluegrass, and it is on May 2nd this year. So the the seminar is going to be geared towards the events that will be in that competition. So uh, that competition's a big one because the winners of the open classes get invites to the Arnold. And so um, it'll bring out a lot of top name competitors. So if people want to get an edge uh, on training and come and, and learn some little things, ticks, uh, tips and tricks, you know, from guys like Terry and I who've been around the block several times, uh, it'll be a good day and a lot of fun uh, just to come and hang out and lift, lift things with your friends. Sounds like uh, a lot of fun for sure. Uh, maybe maybe Ron and I can get to Kentucky. Do it. Come see us. Come do that. Uh, that would be fun. All right, Anthony. Well, we appreciate you taking the time and joining us the second time. You want to leave the listeners kind of how to find you once again? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on Instagram mainly at Anthony105KProStrongman. I am on Twitter as well at AnthonyDeal3. I am on Facebook at Anthony Deal, and then my website is being overhauled, um, but it is newvisionstrength.com. Uh, but again, that'll be overhauled and relaunched in the next uh, 30 to, to 45 days, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, hit me up on Instagram or Twitter, and uh, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Hey, everyone. I, I, I just can't end this episode today, because uh, Ron, I, I really just want to talk about habit stacking. I mean, I, I could, the moment that I heard that term, it has just been stuck with me. So are you cool if we, if we keep going here? Yeah, I'm absolutely fine with it. Cause it, it was one of those things that kind of stuck with me throughout, you know, I was actually talking to Rachel uh, about it and it makes life easier and she's actually doing that. So she's working out and doing some meditation and doing some Bible study throughout that as well. So she's currently a habit second. Nice, nice. Well, my my own personal thing here, um, you know, everybody's when they go on a diet or whatever, they try to cut all the bad stuff off and change everything, right? Right. And so, so for me, I was I just heard the habit stacking. I was like, okay, this is what I need to do. I'm not going to stress about everything bad I'm eating or doing or putting my body, but I'm going to no doubt 100 percent. I'm going to have a salad every single day and I'm going to have a smoothie every single day. And then my other meal, it is a, it is a meal at whatever it is, right? Like hopefully it's healthy with lots of veggies and, and whatnot. But, but so since I've done that, like, you know, I've been religious. I mean, every single day uh, for the last 21 days, I've had a salad and I've missed my smoothie a couple of times, but for the most part had the smoothie. Uh, I, I tell you what, I feel great. And, and I don't feel like I'm on a diet. I don't feel like I'm trying to do anything, you know, so stringent and hard, but, but now it's motivated me in a different way 
just because I had that sense of uh, no matter what, this is, these are a habit that I'm going to start with, with in relation to my food. Absolutely. I think, you know, the part that he talked about, especially layering those habits and not taking away from anything bad from people, but, you know, put in a habit for seven to 10 days when you've conquered that habit for seven to 10 days, add in another habit. You know, you don't stop that habit because now you've, as he says, you know, it's not about um, doing it for a short period of time. It's, it's actually changing your lifestyle. And, and, you know, he talks a little bit about, you know, those calorie counting ones, which I've tried and it's hard. Um, you know, that's not, that's not my thing, but the adding habits, you know, that, that's, that's pretty important where you can take one thing out or add something to it. It's always, you know, better in your brain, I feel to add something positive to it, as he said, um, like you have been doing, you know, you add that salad in there, you yeah. know, and it becomes yeah, I mean, a habit. It, it becomes a habit and it's, it's not as hard as some of these, you know, other things that one might try to do, uh, you know, and it's the long-term play, right? It's not the quick fix, quick hit, you know, 30 days you do something cool and then 30 days you're back to whatever bad habit you had. So, um, so that's, that's what I'm all about and going for with this is the, the long-term play. Um, and even for my fitness, like I know I need to work out three, four times a week. Um, and I, I haven't figured out the timing of all that, but I, I added a habit to, to my own routine uh, in December. Uh, so I guess it's now I'm coming up on a little over a month, but in every single morning before I take a shower, I do some push-ups and a plank and it takes me five minutes. Right. And then, so it's, it's a five minute thing that actually wakes me up, which was kind of an unintended goal or an unintended effect. Right. right. Um, but I can already tell I'm stronger and doing more push-ups with these and, you know, and, and so it's just, and now it's like, I need to make time for the gym because I want to, because of what I'm already doing. And it has nothing to do with trying to just go commit for four hours a week. I committed for five day, five minutes a day. Right. And it's just yeah. so, so incredible. And I, I hope, I hope the listeners can, can hear that whole, you know, aspect of habit stacking and, and uh, try to make it work for them in some way. Well, and, and I think what you said was important. It's not necessarily about that half hour time frame, um, or, you know, being gone for an hour. It's where can I find five, 10 minutes to do something different that's positive for your health or your mind or your body or your spirit that changes your outlook which then once that becomes a habit, as you've just said, now, now you're actually looking forward to adding more of those good habits or, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Um, you know, I know when, when I was working out more regularly, I actually was feeling bad if I didn't work out, Yeah, you know, and that's, that's one of those pieces where it's, it's, it's a switch in your mind. And I think once that, get switched now the longer you've been out of that habit or if it's a new habit you know don't procrastinate to start something don't put a date out there far enough just start something now i think what we've learned through this whole process it's that imperfect is better than done yep yep yeah definitely so um you know before sometimes you just gotta go right just you know pick five minutes if it's reading right if it's journaling if it's doing push-ups like i'm doing whatever it might be right just pick something and 
and do it for as little time as you may have or, or as much time as you have. So thanks for joining us this week on Hindsight Hacking. Guys, usually we have two takeaways. You know, this episode was just a little bit different. You know, Corey and I talked about it towards the end, but we just wanted to really focus on just one takeaway. And it's that habit stack. And it's the one habit. We are going to encourage you today, what's the one habit you're gonna add to your life that's going to create a positive change? Could be five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Could be a workout, could be a 20 minute walk. Um, What is that one habit that you're going to change today after listening to all right everyone go go get that habit get going and then please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a five-star review on itunes and while you're at it tell a friend about the show and be sure to tune in next week where once again we will hack someone's hindsight remember you're the best part of the hindsight hackers community